Hello, welcome to Brokers Playbook. Today I have Jess Lenouvel and she is with The Listing Lab. This woman is incredible. She's a marketing guru who started off like all of you, a regular, freshy realtor slash mortgage professional, but she's in the real estate wheelhouse. And I would love to really just pass the mic to Jess, who has created a seven-figure business and shared her secret sauce with the real estate community in Canada. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. So Jess, <laughs> um, I'm dying to hear your origin story. How did a regular Toronto girl like you become someone that became much more than a realtor, but more of a marketer? Yeah. So um, I think like so many other people, I kind of fell into real estate. It wasn't even something that I really chose. Um, when I was 21, I came out of school with a degree in African and Caribbean studies and no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, my mom has been an agent for over 35 years. So what I ended up doing is just kind of following in her footsteps to try to figure it out. She basically said, Hey, I think you might be good at this. And I said, okay, fine. I'll give it a try. And got my license, started out at a brokerage that was, you know, a training-based brokerage, a lot of cold calling and door knocking taught. I am... Oh my God, that needs to die. The <laughs> cold calling and door knocking needs to go. Well, and the thing is too, is that, you know, I can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty bubbly friendly person, but I am introverted like to the core. And the idea of like going, going out and doing that was, I was like, this just isn't how I'm going to build my business. This isn't going to make me happy. So um, I started building my business on Facebook back in the day when Facebook was brand new and there was no marketplace or anything like that. It was just classifieds. And I just started building relationships and offering people value. And that really is what turned into the initial stages of my business. Um yeah. And then, you know, from there, it just sort of compounded. I, I had the messaging and like the conversation and the, and the relationship part down, but it always sort of bothered me that I was doing everything one-to-one, -one, which mm -hmm. is the way that, I mean, so many of us are taught how to do it in the beginning. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, the shift that needed to happen was that it needed to go from one, from one-to-one to one-to-many. To one to I needed to be able to have these relationships and build these relationships not one at a time, if I actually wanted to expand my business and really create something bigger. But how can you do that authentically without yeah. speaking too generically? Mm -hmm. So I think that like, one of the key things that I think most agents are missing is exactly what you just said, like that authentic on authenticity piece. And honestly, it just comes from like owning your weird. And mm. just like not being afraid of being yourself and putting yourself out there and sharing some of the personal stuff that so many people are terrified to do. A lot of people will say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm an agent. I, this is my business. I only want to talk about business. Really, like, like we've, we've heard this a million times. No like and trust. Everybody wants no like and trust. And you can't build that if you're not actually sharing anything about yourself. Nobody mm -hmm. can know you or like you or really build trust with you if they don't see you as an actual person. And this is a human to human business. Sure is. So sure at the end is. of the day, like if you're hiding the, the personal side, and, and I'm not saying you have to like tell your deepest, darkest, but at the but you do have to share an element of who you are you know, who you are, what you do in your, in your life, things that you've gone through, tell stories. I mean, stories are essentially how we've connected with people for 
don't know, thousands all of years. All of time. All like, of time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so oral communication. Like, yeah. And um, so just to give some context to folks, right? Like what we're talking about here is that we need to be marketers, right? We need mm. to take ownership of our own personal brands. It's not something that you can ignore. This yeah. is something, you know, I'm harping to the team at Matrix Mortgage Global constantly. Um, even folks that are like in their 50s and 60s, they're all like, oh, like I can't be like that. I don't know how to TikTok video. Like I'm not cool. And it's like, okay, but you know, you have a fan base and like any amount of trying is success. And yeah. it's just like incremental. So the other thing too, is that so so few people are doing even a decent job in the industry that like, you don't have to be amazing, amazing. in order to, in order to get traction with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's, there's an opportunity now to build your audience in a way that there may not be in the future. Right. right? And I think especially me, with TikTok, seeing oh, hundred percent reels, like things like that. And I think for me, like, that was the biggest mindset shift that I went through. I think it was like probably eight years, seven, eight years into my business. I really Mm. had this shift from, I'm not just an agent. I have to be a marketer. Mm. And I'm almost a marketer first. Yeah. Because really at the end of the day, you can be the best agent in the world. If you can't actually drive people to your business, you don't have a business. Yeah. You got to be the rainmaker. You know what 100%. I mean? Like for me, my underwriters do all the heavy lifting when it comes mm-hmm. to mortgages, right? Like I'm the one that you're the attractor. Yeah, I'm the attractor. Yeah. It's like Laura will get it done, and yeah, my team will get it done, and you know to call me. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and the other thing that I think is really important to kind of understand about all of this is that you have an opportunity to leverage the things that are relevant today that weren't relevant 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I say this all the time, you know, when I got, when I first got my real estate license, I was so proud of my big gray pager that I got. Right. Like it was this big thing. And I thought that like now, like no one has a pager. So it's really like, we all have these computers in our pockets. And if you're not leveraging the fact that everyone is glued to their phones 90% of their awake time, then you're missing out on such a massive opportunity. And really at the end of the day, this is something, this is just science, right? Like theory of natural selection. The people who are going to survive and thrive are going to be the ones that are the most adaptable. Mm -hmm. And we don't live in a world that was the same as the seventies and the eighties when door knocking and cold calling. And, you know, people were selling vacuums door to door. It's just not how people are doing things anymore. And like the real estate world has taken way too long to catch up. And so there's still a hole in that, in that marketplace. And there's still not that many people who are doing a good job. And, and that leaves like this, this great opportunity for people to come in, build audiences quickly, get in front of people, build relationships and be that go-to kind of expert in their niche. Yeah, absolutely. So. You created Listing Labs. So what does Listing Labs do? 
So it's the listings lab. I know everybody gets it backwards and I should, I should buy both the domains hundred percent. Totally. <laughs> so the listings lab is essentially a marketing and mentorship program that helps people build the foundations to get from six to seven figures by creating relationships at scale. So it's based on three major principles, relevancy, omnipresence, and intimacy. And, and so the, really like what, what, the core component of this is putting the right thing in front of the right person at the right time on the right platform. And that's really how, like, that's real. That's just, a, it's just marketing, right? And yeah. really, really good marketing is just being able to articulate what's in the back of your ideal client's head better than they can. When you can do that, they automatically credit you with the solution. Yeah. Story brand by Donald Miller yeah. absolutely nails that yep. by making you flesh out like what their um, problems are. Like yeah. you want to be like problem focused. You're a problem Not to solver. say that, yeah, problem solver, right? So by taking the, their inner voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the thoughts that are in their head, I'm never going to be able to afford a property or I'm afraid that the market's going to crash or whatever. By using the same language and in, in, in a natural way, mm-hmm. you're going to have their attention. So we actually teach in our program that people have to write the way that they speak. And Mm. any content that goes out has to be at a grade four level or below. And people, it it drives people crazy because it's, it's not easy to do, but Mm. we have to be, be, be sure that the message is getting through and that we're not using overcomplicated jargon, industry jargon that dilutes what we're actually trying to get across. And attention spans on social media are super low. Like we're all just goldfish. Mm-hmm. And if you have to, you have to essentially craft everything that you're putting out in front of people to grab attention and to get your point across and to be super relevant. It, like there's, there's an attention span that we're fighting against yeah. and someone's finger is going to scroll, scroll past you. If you're not actually putting something punchy out in front of them that they're super interested in and that's super relevant to them. Is there a type of content Mm. in terms of format, like um, image versus video versus like length of video versus article Mm -hmm. that you would recommend? Yeah, for sure. So we tend to teach half written, half video content, written content always with an image. And I'm not talking infographics. I'm talking like from an image standpoint, photos of you, photos of your kids, photos of your dog, like animals, photos, photos of your clients right? The thing, smiling, happy faces. Yeah, exactly. People are, are attracted to other human faces mm. and you can test this a million times. Yep. A photo of you will always perform better than like a photo of a beautiful kitchen. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's absolutely true. Uh, you know, uh, Jenna Kutcher mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. Gold the digger, digger podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So she has like an 80, 20 rule on that. And she did the split test and she's like, you know, I tested it where 80% of the time it was a picture of me and like predominantly like face, like not too far off. Yep. And um, her engagement shot up by like three or 400%. Yep. No, it's, it, it's, it's, it's basic human, like human psychology um, from, from a length standpoint, I think most agents are creating videos that are too long. Yeah. It should be so, over a minute, right? Yep. We say a minute, especially if you're going to use them as retargeting ads or anything like that, they have to be under a minute if they're, if they're going to show on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like now, like use reels, keep them, yeah. under, keep, keep some of them under 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, um, 
What else? So um, in terms of content, so we teach three major content, like three major content buckets that really kind of give everybody what they need to get from stranger to client. Okay. The first one is authority value content, which is basically, and, and all of this is kind of pre, like, like before you get into any of this content, the key to starting out is niche down in terms of human being. Who are you mm. speaking to? What are their pains, problems, fears, and desires? And understand that person before you just jump into creating content. The, yeah. the number one complaint that I get from people who, who are thinking about marketing or just starting to get into marketing is I don't know what to say. It's not about you, right? Like, like you go and you interview the target demographic of the people who you want to attract and they're going to tell you what to say. Yep. Every single question that you get asked is content. And, exactly. and so really like, like all of this is just, so that, that becomes the authority content. Yep. It becomes the like, you know, what questions do you get asked? Um, talk about your signature system or your signature process or like how you get per- people success, um, you know, share things and be a teacher. Bust myths in the industry. One that we use all the time or that we really like is the truth behind open houses. Become that person who's actually going to like tell the truth, open doors, get people thinking. So that's authority value content. The second piece of content, and I mentioned this earlier already, is your personal content. So personal content is going to be things like personal beliefs, personal philosophy, personal story. And this Mm -hmm. builds that no like and trust aspect of things. Right. So, you know, people will say, well, I don't, my, my life's not interesting. I don't know what to say. Well, do a brain dump, right? Absolutely everything. Like I was born here. These are my siblings. I went to this school. Stories will start to come. The other thing that's really, really helpful is talk to family and like old friends and things. They're going to remember stuff that you don't remember. It's true. And if you're funny, be funny. Yeah. If you're not funny, don't try to be funny. <laughs> right? Like, honestly, just like, just be you and, and just share authentically, write and speak in your videos, the way that you would talk if you were talking to your best friend, right? A lot of the time, what happens is people get people, yeah, they get super formal, right? And like the camera gets turned on, or they start typing some content and their language changes, like regarding and be, did you start or did you begin? If you were just talking, would you say, I started blah, blah, blah? Or would you say, I began? And I we 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 all try to turn into Shakespeare mm. as soon as as soon as we're creating content. And it's actually True. the opposite of what you want to do. Um, and then your third content bucket that we like to use is social proof. And mm. when I say social proof, I don't mean just listed, just solds. Please don't post just listed, just solds. You will so get lame. filtered out into the noise of every other agent who's just Bye. copying each other, right? So, or, what, or for brokers, oh, rates, 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 yeah. rates, dude, no, no, I know, mm. and the infographics of the rates, right? It's just, it's, it's not it's so going to resonate with anyone. So, when we're talking social proof, case studies, testimonials, and PR, yeah. So, PR or media attention, case studies are magic. Mm. And I, 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 I mentioned this a lot, but HGTV is an entire network of case studies. Touche. That is literally the entire network is built on case studies. You watch people and you're watching their stories. Where are they now? Where do they want to be? What does the journey to get there look like? 
right? That's all you have to do with your, with your clients. Go back and look at every transaction you've ever done. And there you go. There's content. Yep. Right. So you've been in the business for five years and you've done, I don't know, 300 deals. You've got 300 pieces of content right there, right? Right there. Other thing is testimonials. Testimonials are gold. The thing that people do or the mistakes that people make with testimonials is that they, they, they copy and paste them. They try to make them pretty. They put their branding on it. They, they take the authenticity away from the testimonial. If somebody sends you a text message or an email or whatever, screenshot it. it. Use it the way that it came to you so that it doesn't look fake. Good call. But unfortunately, we live in a world where, you know, I will look at like like reviews for my husband and I are looking at redoing our pool. And we were looking at different companies and we're going through them. We're like, these these reviews are fake. There's no way that these are real. Right. And so there's an authenticity and a trust aspect to just taking the screenshot and using it. The third piece of the of the of the social proof part of it is uh, PR or media attention. And that's really going to be things like getting local articles written about you, TV, podcasts, being quoted. This is the free stuff, right? This is the free stuff. A lot of people have um, preconceived notions like, oh, I should be paid if you want to have me on your as a speaker or a panelist or whatever. Like, no, you take and you actually chase (laughs) every single potential opportunity to get into multiple people's ears yeah. that you can. And, and, and really like That's so it. many agents are thinking, how can I grow my Instagram? How can I grow my audience? Go and get in front of other people's audiences. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the best literally way. like the easiest and the, and, and the free way to do it. You know, offer to give value, reach out to reporters, you know, reporters are just content creators and they're looking for information and they're looking for stories. Yep. Provide them with a really great angle or a really great story. And guess what? You're going to get some PR. So sure. I think that like those are the three that, that we teach that, that we find work really, really well. If you do a really great mix of all three of those buckets, obviously there's more to it. But like if you if you do like a really great mix of those three buckets and you're consistent, consistency is massively important too you will build trust. You will be top of mind. You will give people everything that they need in order to say, I know this person. I like this person. I trust this person. And they're clearly an authority and know what they're doing. And there's an element of like almost influencer or like celebrity that is really, really important here. And it, you know, you can, we have agents who go through our programs who have a thousand, 1500 followers and who are easily pulling seven figures from that number of followers. You don't really? need to have 20, 30,000 followers in order to, in, in order to like have success with this. It really, beca- it becomes having the right followers. Yeah. The paid ones, like, no, don't buy followers. Don't, don't buy followers. Don't like, don't try to cheat the system, create super good content get in front of the right people, do media swaps or sponsorships or whatever with people who have your ideal audience. And that kind of growth is going to be really, really great for you. If you're running ads, don't boost, create actual psychological campaigns that are going to use these, these, these different kinds of content to move that person from stranger to client. And, and how, like, this is really how you end up not having to chase 
mm-hmm. and building the kind of business where you're attracting and people are essentially, you know, every week raising their hand saying, Hey, I've seen your stuff. I'm ready to work with you. When can you come list my house? Or when like, or, you know, Hey, I've been seeing your stuff. Like I'm thinking about moving. My agent has a broker, but I'd rather use you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like inbound is all the way. Like ideally your phone is ringing. You are not picking up the phone and dialing strangers or whatever. And and the, the other, the other key thing within, with anything inbound is it's scalable. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can create more and more and more and more inbound, then you're not spending time doing any of the out that outbound chasing, you know, and and I want you to start thinking about your business like like Nike or Apple or things like that. And you're thinking, OK, well, you know, I'm not it's not the same. But could you imagine if Apple started calling you and being like, hey, we've got a new iPhone. <laughs> right. Eat it. That's not what they do. They have a fantastic brand. They have brand, they have brand loyalty. They've mm-hmm. created an incredible product mm-hmm. and their marketing is really, really compelling. They know exactly mm-hmm. who they're speaking to. And, and that's what, like, that's what has, you know, those are the components that you still want to mimic in a real estate business, in a mortgage business, right? It's your personal brand. It's a really compelling product or service that solves the problems that people are having. Yeah. It's making sure that you understand exactly what these people need. People make decisions emotionally first and then oh. they back them up with logic. It is not an it, it is not always logical to buy a $2000 phone. No. But we do it particularly when <laughs> the battery dies in 4 hours. Yeah. 100%, <laughs> right? And so and so but, uh, but there's there's this there's this this compelling message and, and, you know, there's, there's, there's this trend in the entire real estate space of I'm going to discount so that I can get more business. Now, the thing that I want everybody to think about is do you want to be Walmart or do you want to be Chanel? A race to the bottom ends in the bottom. Always. Right. And there's always going to be a market for both. And you have a choice. You can you can be Chanel. And nobody ever walks into a Chanel and tries to discount haggle haggle with anyone. And those are the kinds of clients that most people are like that, that. Like you can fill a business full of those people. Yes, you can. It's literally your choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, OK, why don't we give some like takeaways? So, yeah. Let's say you're um, any stage of your career, really, right? But you want to get serious about marketing mm. and about social media, and maybe you've been sort of mm, like feeling you don't have the hang of it. Can we talk about a structure people yeah. can put in place, mm-hmm. um, as well as like some targets and times, right? Yeah. So, for instance, I do batching. I think you mm-hmm. also do content batching. I like to batch. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll spend two or three hours on a given day when I'm in a good headspace, like not, not Saturday night or some nonsense, right? Like Wednesday between 10 and one, like a good, you know, nice primo hours there and just, you know, give yourself space and time to get mm. into the flow of it and make the content. And then you can sort of drip it later. But so is there like a secret sauce, like should people do three or four posts a week or? Yeah. Um, so, so just like what you just said, you know, batching works for some people it doesn't work for others. Like I'm a batcher. 
I really like to batch and I like to know that I have content and I don't have to be creative every single day. Whereas mm-hmm. like there are some people too that they want to create that like they wake up in the morning with an idea and they want to be able to create on the fly. For sure. You do you, right? A bit of both even. Yeah, a little bit of both, right? And but at the same time, it's the you know, we I have a notebook next to me. Like I have one right here all the time. And if I have a conversation with someone, say like, you know, we're talking right now and I get a little bit of like a hit of inspiration, I'm going to write it down so that when I do go into a content creation, like time that I have a whole bunch of ideas to start pulling from Mm -hmm. the times that you are going to get the best ideas are going to be when you're in the shower, when you're Mm -hmm. driving, when you're about to fall asleep. So just make sure that you have a way to capture those things. Um, you know, shower notes. You I had a, you're right. I had a genius <laughs> idea in the shower, like literally last night. Yeah, no. And, and, and it's always when you're kind of, when your brain gets out of those like high beta waves and you're like not panicked and you're like kind of in the zone or like zoned mm. out, that's when you actually will come up with the best stuff. When you try mm. to force it, it's never going to be your, like your best content. If you're trying to grow, use the things that the platforms are pushing. So like Instagram right now is really pushing reels. Use reels. If, if your intention is to grow your audience. Right. Right. If you're looking. Which it should nurture, be because there's no yeah. point in, in talking into like a, a boy. A boy. Right? Like, yeah. Um, I see people putting out content like crazy with their 20 followers. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> you need reels. more than that. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And like, so the way that I always look at it is I like to categorize it, right? So if you're trying to grow posts that are, that are, you know, being featured on like the explore page, things like that, reels are going to be really great for growth. When you're thinking about nurturing, stories are always going to be nurturing. You're not going to grow your audience particularly well, just just using stories, but stories are going to kind of like nurture your audience on it. And this is just organic stuff. That makes sense. But, but, you know, do something every single day Mm. show up in some capacity for your audience every single day and it can totally be what you had for dinner it doesn't you don't have you literally don't have to blow people's minds every single day you just have to show up consistently just that that face in the bubble just there every single day that's the omnipresence and your face right Mm -hmm. don't be in a situation where like you post a million other things and I get it Face to camera is hard for some people, but it gets easier at the more you do it. I, when I first started creating videos, I used to go on the roof of my building because I was terrified that someone was going to see me and I was going to look stupid. My husband would come up and say like, what are you doing? And I would yell at him because I was even afraid. Don't look at me. Yeah, don't look at me. Right. Like I was, I was afraid of like him seeing me. I was just embarrassed of the whole thing. And I hated still. it. If I get busted taking a selfie on my screen, <laughs> like- I wasn't doing anything. No, for sure. And, and, but, but the key, the key here really becomes it gets easier. And, you know, the, like I, I did, I went live in my Facebook group today and it was just a matter of, oh, I have an idea hit live. Right. It's, it's, I don't overthink it. I don't, you know, I showed up like this. There was no hair and makeup done. There was no, it, it literally was just, I am the vehicle for the message. And the more consistent I am and the more real and raw I am, the better. Mm. Wicked. 
Um, I think that's amazing. Thank you so much, Jess. It's really been a pleasure having you on Broker's Playbook. I will make sure to drop all your links. I'm sure you're uh, on the gram and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Thank you. You're a powerhouse. You're a genius. And I'm sure we'll do some great work together in the future. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Cheers.